Welcome to Positive Rate, an Allied Pilots Association podcast. Welcome back to Positive Rate. Today we are kicking off a new series on getting to know APA. We have our President Captain Sitcher joining us. I hope everyone will take the time and learn all the ways APA protects and serves our one client, this membership. Welcome, Captain Sitcher. Thanks for inviting me back. I love these podcasts. It's a great opportunity to talk directly to the members about topics that may be on their mind. It must be a relief to finally get Section 6 behind you. Tammy, it is a huge relief. It was a lot of work. Unless you're part of the negotiating team, some of the key committees, you can't imagine how much was being done behind the scenes to finally get us to where we arrived. This job has been nonstop since I started over a year ago, and the trip trade system melted down on day two. I never imagined it. Coordinating our comm message, coordinating with our peer unions, delivering the messages to management, our investors, going to those investor conferences, the public, realigning our committees and staff to support the effort, and then going to Congress, to Washington, delivering the message to our representatives. It's been endless, but I'm proud to say, I think we finally arrived in a great place. So I guess you feel the negotiations were a success? A huge success. This contract is unprecedented. The pay, benefits, and work role improvements that we baked into this contract exceed any contract I've ever seen or any of the pilots that have been in this industry for a few decades have ever seen. Can you point to some gains as the leader of APA you are especially proud of? Let's start with the most obvious, that 47% pay increase. It does a lot to uh, bring us back up to where we were. This industry had some luster and polish on it. We went from industry trailing to industry matching in just one contract iteration, and that is unprecedented. There's a signing bonuses of over $1 billion. I think I don't think that the, the amount of that money has sunk in to many of our members' heads now, but when they start to cash those checks, I think it will. Then, then there's the benefit improvements. I mean, a tenfold increase in life insurance, pay raises for LTD pilots, that's unprecedented. The increase in the benefit duration, Shortened bridge to LTD, enhanced sick bank that gets us over that bridge to LTD, the ability to cash in unused sick hours at retirement, the spillover account for 401k overages, how about the 2% increase in the 401k? I mean, I can keep going on, but put it this way, I've never seen that many benefit increases in one contract ever. Can you speak to us maybe about the work rule improvements that everyone's looking for? You know, and there are a lot of work rule improvements, not as many as we wanted, but a lot. There, there's penalties for reassignments. There's uh, the short reassignment window. I know some some uh, pilots have talked back to me and said they, they're already enjoying that improvement. There's the industry-leading cap on the number of four- and five-day trips. We, we ridded ourselves of some of the bankruptcy concessions, like that reserve priority value baked into 15J that took almost all system seniority away from the reserve assignment system. What about the holiday incentives gain? The increased number of holidays with pre-plotted premium and increased premium opportunities. And I keep going on, but it definitely is, is a drastic improvement over where we were. There's been some criticism of the contract by those who say that we merely pattern bargained up on top of Delta and United. What can you say to that? There's no question that pattern bargaining benefited us and everyone in the industry. It benefited us as much as it benefited them. Remember, APA was the only major airline to be offered a COVID-era pay raise that would have undercut the industry. 
and we did the right thing. We ignored the advice of our hired consultant and said, no, that allowed the industry to advance in that post-COVID travel rush where everybody benefited from the public's desire to travel and the record profits the industry was inking. They were just around the corner. All we needed to do was be patient. We were the first airline to, to look up a pre-plotted pilot premium pay permit. A lot of P's there. That showed just how valuable incentive pay is. That's that's a a, a message I keep trying to, to give to Robert Eisen and Steve Johnson, that it is far better to incentivize than force. And Delta and United quickly followed suit and put their holiday pay provisions in place, once again, using pattern bargaining to benefit the industry. Then, then there was that substandard United deal that Alpha negotiated for their pilots last summer. We bested that offer by a large margin, and right they rightly turned it down. Pattern bargaining in our contract to better the entire profession. And after coordinating with Delta's MEC, we decided our proposal last October was insufficient, especially without a snap-up clause, and we pulled it before the members could take a crack at voting it down. Pulling that agreement allowed Delta's Ed Basham to step up and deliver on his promise to make Delta's pilots the industry's best compensated pilots. We let him do it. We, we let him take the rope and run with it, and he delivered on it. And then, then there was what I call the Scott Kirby revenge contract as recently as July. I mean, no sooner had we inked a tentative agreement than Scott, still smarting from our besting of his offer last fall, best the Delta offer and enabled us to return for another bite at the apple. And our offer was bested by about $1.3 billion. Once again, pattern bargaining moving us all forward. And I got to throw this in here, if I can, please, Tammy. Will McQuillan and the entire Alaska MEC are rock stars and really set the bar for benefit and QOL improvements for the industry. Everybody of them, a big thank you. These items are some big wins for pilots. However, the process at times seemed rough from the outside looking in. We still have some sticking points, for example, all of the grievances that haven't been settled or arbitrated. Hey, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The process was a bit rough at times with a few very narrow board votes and a few replacements of the negotiating committee. But I, I don't think this was any different than some of the other unions. You know, for example, remember when Alpha passed that substandard agreement to the United Pilots last fall? It was, there was a complete house cleaning on their MEC board. And they went through two more presidents before they finally got to Garth Thompson and Quincy Fleming, who, in my opinion, are spectacular and I can't say enough about them. Uh, some of our sister unions, you know, for instance, Southwest, they've got a spectacular president and a negotiating team at the table, but, but they still haven't been able to make substantial progress. Casey Murray and Jody Revan are, in my opinion, the best president and negotiating chairman in the industry. Bar none, but their CEO, Robert Jordan, he's too busy destroying the legacy Herb Kelleher built over the last two decades, and the NMB is providing them with no leverage. And, and oh, by the way, that is where we would be if we were to take our fight to the NMB, stuck in that endless morass. Is that because APA has insufficient negotiating resources? No, not at all. I, I don't think so. You know, APA spun up a pretty good negotiating team, and we utilized some of the industry's leading consultants to help us. What we didn't do was carry the overhead that other unions carried between had cost money, real money. The difference between our dues and Alpha's dues are almost a percent of your income a year. That's a lot of money. 
I can make a car payment with that amount of money or save it and buy a retirement timeshare at the end of my career. I'd rather have that. So what about that mountain of grievances? All right. As far as the grievances go, I got to say that this this is going to be a bigger mountain to move than I anticipated when I took this office, Tammy. I mean, our management team, as you already know, they thumbed their noses at our contract for the last decade. And when I took this office, I was left with hundreds of grievances. And, and they can't be settled quickly if we're going to settle them properly. For those unfamiliar, we're talking about around 200 grievances. Correct. Almost 200. And, and uh, in my opinion, it isn't leverage to close them out quickly for cash before the contract was voted on. If I were to accept a cash settlement as a prerequisite for closing out the contract, the ones we want settled on a precedent basis would be trashed for just a few pennies on the dollar, basically rewarding management for violating the contract in a pay-for-play scenario. That rewards bad behavior. They need to learn that violating the contract results in penalties. I've received management's commitment to an accelerated grievance process. I've hired two more grievance lawyers. We've appointed a grievance resolution committee with some pretty competent members on there. And and we're, we're, we're getting through the grievance process with the pilots back in control. The new process is paying dividends. We need to let it play out. Job as president is to extract the maximum amount possible for my members. And this is the way I see is the most advantageous avenue to do it. Stay tuned for the rest of the story. Ed, thank you for coming on and giving us some great highlights from our new contract and kicking off this next series of podcasts where we're going to highlight all of the different committees and the work they do. We hope everyone will tune in these next few weeks and see what APA can do for you, our membership, our only client. Thank you for listening to Positive Rate. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay informed.